Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that was first shared on the show by Brian Babylon in June of 2012. Here's Brian now with a story we call Dick Meat on a Diaper. Hello, Los Angeles. How are you? Give it up for yourselves for being attractive in L.A. That's what I like. All right, well, I guess the theme of this was game-changing. Game-changing was a thing, and uh, what I'm going to tell you a story is, and I did this last night when I did the comedy show here, but it was quick. I really didn't get to talk about it the way I wanted to. I can do that now. And this was the day that I pretty much decided that I wanted to do stand-up comedy, and this was like five years ago, and I was substitute teaching in Harvey, Illinois, which is like, it's like, the inner city, but in the suburbs, so it's like Memphis, Tennessee, but outside of Chicago, so it's crazy. And uh, it's weird a little bit. So I, what I would do is, I worked at United Airlines, uh, and then I got laid off because of the bankruptcy, so I'm like traveling to Europe trying to find myself. You know how white people do. You know, they go to Europe, you know, you're find yourself, find love with a German girl. You know, it's, you don't really speak English, it's a lot of eye contact. That was a relationship, it was a whole bunch of eye contact. And then um, so how I would finance this lifestyle is I would substitute teach in Harvey, Illinois, which was a, you know, sort of a low-income school where you, all you needed was a college degree, and you can teach some shit for a semester. You know, that's what they tax dollars pay for. So one day, I was asked to be the sub for the MR classes. That's advanced special needs, like advanced, advanced, like wheelchairs, helmets, and big shoes and shit. So, and honestly, this, this story is gonna be inappropriate. I'm being straight, I mean, buckle the fuck up. I mean, seriously, okay? So, the back 
to back the backstory of it is like I knew this whole class. It was only eight boys, and I was real cool with them. My name was Mr. B, and I would watch Dragon Ball Z with them and hang out with them, and you know, just kick it with them. And that, they were real comfortable with me. So my friend Karen, who was a teacher, had to go to a wedding. She trusted me, Mr. B, with her boys. So. One of the students, his name was Kenny, and he had a wheelchair, and he had some guy who his job, taxpayers' money, his job was to pretty much get Kenny off the bus, take Kenny to the bathroom, and that was it. That was this dude's job. The day I subbed for Kenny's class, guess who didn't fucking come to work that day? <laughs> of course, Tyler's ass did not come to work that day. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck, but trying to block it out. So we watched like at least three hours of Dragon Ball Z that day. <laughs> and I'm in the back of my mind stalling like, ah, I know I gotta take these motherfuckers to the bathroom. So, when it got in the line, I'm wheeling them down to the bathroom, everyone goes, and you know, Kenny's looking at me. And to describe what Kenny's situation was, y'all remember Timmy from South Park, right? Just imagine that, but dipped in chocolate. Boom, Kenny. <laughs> okay, so he had like, you know, very small, very small boy, who had a seatbelt, and um, big shoes and stuff, and his waist had to be at least 13 inches wide, okay? So we rolled, I rolled him into the handicap stall, closed the door, and it's amazing how small a handicap stall gets when you got two people and a wheelchair, okay? Like, at a club, it's, it's humongous, but, like, <laughs> I mean, but in this situation, it got real tight, so I rolled him up to the, to the toilet, and I just kind of turned around, and, you know... It was quiet for a sec, and I looked at him, and then he's sitting there looking at me like, motherfucker, you know I can't get up. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, great, shit, fuck, okay. So I undo his seatbelt, and I turn around again. And he's like, yo, you know, he gives me a look like, dude, come on. So I lifted him up, and I've kind of like propped him on with his arms onto the wall, and then turned around and then realized, shit, I gotta pull his pants down because if he did that, it would be like a slapstick comedy thing and he would bust his head. So, he, as, he's hold, as he's holding his head, his body up with his arms, I guess this was a routine that clearly Tyler knew about that I didn't know the whole ins and outs of how to take him to the bathroom. Clearly, that was a job that someone needed to do. So, I get on my knees and right then I'm like, God damn, I can't, I've never thought I would find myself, Brian Babylon, on my knees in the bathroom stall. Okay, that's just a type of party and I'm not down for it. So, I'm on my knees and I pull this little boy's pants down and I see that he has a fucking pull-up diaper. I'm like, okay, I guess he would need a pull-up diaper. You know, I'm thinking that in my mind. Okay, so I pull down the pull-up and I turn my head and I'm like, in my mind, fuck it. Whatever you do, wherever you pee, just pee. We weren't here, we'll bounce. So I turn my head, I'm on my knees and I turn my head and I don't hear any noises. And then I'm like, shit, what the fuck is going on? So I look out the corner of my peripheral and I have very good peripheral vision. It's like, seriously, I don't know, it's like, whatever it is, I have very good peripheral vision. So out of my peripheral vision, I see Kenny's waist. Then I see this large mass coming out of Kenny's waist. And I'm like, Instantly, ladies and gentlemen, Los Angeles, California, I thought, fuck, this little boy is so deformed that his butt is turned around and facing the front and he's taking a dump out the front. That's the first thing I thought. I know that's crazy. I'm like, shit, he's taking the shit out the front. Wow, this is handicap. So as I turn around and see, it's not a turd, but I swear to God to you, it's the biggest horse cock that I've ever seen in my fucking life. And 
the best description of the face I made because we have been watching Dragon Ball Z all day. It was like a it was like a Vegeta stroke face, like oh, oh unbelievable. I can't believe it. it was the craziest. I was like, it was half jealousy and half shock in the same like wow, what? Wow. Wow. At that point, I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm on my knees. This humongous handicapped child cock in my face. I'm done with this situation. So, <laughs> this is where we, the story just jumps the shark, okay? So, as I'm like hurrying to get myself out of the situation, I pull the pull up up. And at that point, the huge horse dick gets stuck on the diaper. And, I'm, and the elastic gets pulled down with the, di- the dick meat. So it's like heavy dick meat on a diaper. So you feel the elastic of the diaper plastic with the heavy dick meat. And those are two feelings that should never twine meat. Okay? Diaper and heavy dick meat should never meet. Never. So I feel the dick meat on the diaper. I'm like, oh my God, I need a career change at that point. What's the theme of this? Game changer, right motherfucking there. That was right there. As I felt that heavy child dick meat on the diaper, and I'm trying to flip it into the diaper like a bullshit game of ball in the cup. It was like, oh my God. At that moment, get me the fuck out of this situation. So I pull his pants up and I set him down. I'm like, man, whatever you do, pee just pee. I don't care. And that and that, you know what? That's what I kind of wrote my first joke of. Of you see these diaper commercials where you see, you know, them trying to sell fancy diapers and they're pouring cups of blue piss into a diaper to prove how strong these diapers are. And I'm like, first of all, who's letting their kid just sit in cups of piss like that? And secondly, your child's kidneys is fucked up because his pee is blue. That's just. So I rolled Kenny back to the, <laughs> the classroom. And at that point, I never went back to Brooks Elementary Junior High School the week after that. And I've been doing pretty decent doing stand-up comedy. I love your city. I love you. You guys are very attractive, smart people. And uh, keep supporting public radio. Adios. Thank you very much. That is all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Chris Gray that he first shared on the podcast in July of 2013. Here's Chris now with a story we call The Other. 